Welcome to the Firearms Trainers Podcast, part of ConcealedCarry.com Network. I'm your host, Rob Beckman, and today we'll be talking about a new training aid to assist you in training your students on how to handle Type 3 malfunctions. We bring you this podcast to support the industry, the Second Amendment, and most importantly, you, the firearm instructors in America that dedicate time and energy into making gun owners more knowledgeable. This episode is also brought to you by our friends at the FTA, the Firearms Trainers Association. Head on over to their website at ftaprotect.com to learn more about their instructor coverage they offer and their competitive pricing. Receive a special 10% off on your policy by entering promo code FTP10 at checkout. This episode is brought to you by the ConcealedCarry.com business directory. Did you know that you can get a free listing for your instruction business on ConcealedCarry.com? Visit biz.concealedcarry.com and add your business for free. It will be searchable online and to potential students who use the ConcealedCarry.com mobile app. Claim your listing today. Today, we are joined by Steve McCloy. Welcome, Steve. How are things going today for you? Going great, Rob. Going great. great. Glad, uh, glad to be here. We're always uh, glad to go along and bring uh, new training aids to our listeners out there because it's uh, one of those things to where it doesn't replace um, a, a knowledgeable instructor but it can take a, a knowledgeable instructor and give them something a little bit more of a way to connect with that student so they, they know how to handle something. And I think today's topics t- uh, on handling type 3 malfunctions will be a lot of interest to our listeners out there. But before we jump into that, can you tell our listeners a little bit about who Steve McCoy is and your background? Yeah, so I'm a, I'm a handgun enthusiast. I'm a concealed carry citizen. I got my concealed carry license in 2015, and I actually started out, I think uh, part of the reason that I probably came up with the Type 3 is I started out uh, early on taking lessons from an ex-SWAT guy, and I remember uh, some of these classes, he early classes he put me in, it's like, uh, if I, I saw this gentleman at a, at a shooting range that I frequented right after I began learning how to shoot. And I had no idea of, of uh, combat shooting or marksmanship. I just was focused on marksmanship. So I was putting like all my bullets in the same hole. Everything was just slow. I wasn't even doing any presentation work. And then one day he said, hey, you should do a private lesson with me next week for three hours. And uh, so I met him there at the range the following week. And it was 6 p.m. The range was closing. There were just him and I and a few staff there. And I was just a beginner and all of a sudden he had me, you know, he, he trained SWAT guys and police. And so all of a sudden he had me doing all these drills where I was shoot, uh, stepping and moving and drawing and walking and shooting. And he was setting my gun up. So I'd run out of ammo in the middle of the drills. And I had to keep walking. And so I learned real quick uh, early on in my training that, uh, you know, finally that I was, when I went to train with this guy, I was expecting to just stand at 21 feet and shoot paper targets like I'd always done. Mm-hmm. And so when he had me going through all these drills, all these different scenarios, I never expected that or anticipated that. And finally it hit me. I said, wow. I said, here we are in a safe environment. You're telling me exactly what you want me to do. Nobody's shooting at me. And this is, this is challenging. So it, it became uh, early on, uh, my training became fun, but it became serious at the same time. So I was lucky to have that experience early on with this guy, but yeah, he was setting my, he'd, uh, he'd take my firearm and he'd, you know, put the magazine, not quite all the way in, hand it back to me. 
and just have me going through these drills. But mm-hmm. yeah, so, uh, and I've traveled all over the U S training firearms over the last few years. I've taken the, uh, NRA carry guard level one, NRA carry guard level two. I got a, uh, I scored a 90, 92% on the NRA carry guard level one skills test and a 95% on the NRA carry guard level two test. I took the, uh, level one test in flower mound, Texas in 2018. And then the level two I took in, uh, Washington. I forget the, I forget where at, uh, Whidbey Island, Washington. And then I've also trained extensively at front site. I've uh, taken almost every class they offer out there, except for uh, a couple. But yeah, over the last two years, uh, trained out there quite a bit. So I just just enjoy training and being a student and always improving. I'm also a NRI certified basic handgun instructor. So well, that's that's quite a, quite a background, which probably goes long and. Uh, explains why you invented a product to duplicate a type three malfunction. Well, as I said, uh, you know, like I, I just, uh, I took the training seriously and I was, I was always practicing every chance I get and I still do. And it just hit me one day with these type threes, you know, everybody kept referring. I noticed that everybody, when I took my concealed carry class, my instructor referred to it as the mother of all malfunctions. And I thought that was just uh, his, his uh, what he was calling it. But as I traveled around more and more and started learning more and more, I realized that everybody, everybody called it that and this was a problem. And so I just wanted, as, one day as I was loading a dummy round, I was setting up the Type 3 manually one day as I was training. And as I was putting a dummy round in the chamber and setting it up manually, putting that magazine in, and then I pulled the slide back and released it forward. And as I, it just, the idea just hit me as I saw the dummy round touching the back of the other dummy round in the chamber, it just, you know, the light bulb just came on. And I realized that if I could have the dummy round with an enlarged front end that wouldn't go in the chamber, then I could simulate this double feed and I can mix it in with live rounds. And so from there I made a prototype and then it worked. And then I did a patent search to see if anybody else out there had ever patented anything like this and they didn't. And then it just took off from there and just unfolded step by step. And then pretty soon, uh, you know, I was enjoying this creating process, but at the same time, pretty soon it got to a point where I was committed to this and I, I had to see it through to completion. So, I, but That's it neat. just, it just unfolded. It unfolded over about a two-year period. It just evolved. So, American ingenuity at its best. You saw a problem, and you figured out how to do it. Well, hey, Steve, before we jump into this, because realize that some of our listeners may not be completely familiar with all the different types of malfunction, can you re, uh, refresh everybody's uh, memory on what the, what the three types of uh, malfunctions are? Yeah, so what we have, obviously, we have the type 1 malfunction. So... The idea with the, the type three is that uh, now we have the opportunity to learn what it feels like. So when we clear these malfunctions, we can, we could, we're really using all of our senses. So if we start with the type one, type one is pretty easy. It's a click and no bang. So the click being the loudest sound in the gunfight. So 
that's easy to identify. We don't even have to look at our gun. We hear that. We hear the click and we just tap rack. So click is uh, type one is a click, no bang, easy identification, easy fix. And then beyond that, we have type two, type three, and slide lock. I'm considering slide lock be, to be a malfunction because the gun quit working. But so type one is the click type two. So if we have a, a dead trigger, we need to put our finger straight, look and move because it could be one of three things. It could be a type two, it could be a type three, or it could be a slide lock. So, but if we have a dead trigger, first thing we need to do is finger straight, look and move, get off the X and move. Hopefully we're already behind cover, but assuming no cover, we just need to look and move. And the type two is pretty easy also because you see this piece of brass sticking out of the top or the side of your gun. So that's pretty obvious. That's a clue is so, what we call it, you know? <laughs> Yep, yep. You see that brass sticking up high. You see that stovepipe, and that's a, easy to identify. And it's also an easy fix. It's a, it's a tap rack. And so on the type two, the way I look at it is we're using our eyes. So on the type one, we used our ears. We didn't look at the gun. On the type two, we used our eyes. And then we have the type three and the slide lock. That's all that remains. So those are the two that we that really, and I realized this early on in my training that type three and slide lock were very, very similar. They're very close to being the same thing, you know? So with the type three, so that's another reason why I have all these drills focusing on type three and slide lock, because if you, if you mix up mags and load them up so that you either run out of ammo or get a type three, you could eventually the idea now is that now we have the opportunity to learn to distinguish between those two by feel. So when we get a type three, we'll learn to feel that. So the idea is eventually we'll know before we even look at our gun that it's a type three, but in the beginning, we'll have to look, we'll have to put our finger straight, look and move. But since there's a lot more steps involved with clearing the type three versus doing an emergency reload, it's good to know right away without having to analyze what we've got going on there. Cause we don't want to be, trying to clear type three if all we have is a slide lock but yeah so when the slide lock happens that's 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 got a pretty distinct feel yeah that's, totally that's what we call a clue too you know about what you should be doing yep it just slams to the rear and it locks open with that jarring slam and you get the dead trigger yeah that's that's got a pretty distinct feel but on the type three the slide is it's slightly forward. It's not completely locked back. It's slightly forward. Mm -hmm. So and, yeah, and but then, the type two, type type three is slide lock. They all have that dead trigger. So, yeah. And I know type three, it's one of those to where you go along and you take that, um, empty piece of brass off the ground, put it in the breech, put the magazine back in, then slide it forward so that those two, the empty brown in the, in the chamber collides with the new round, um, outside and you get that jam, but you've got to go along, yeah. set it up. And then, you know, say you're, you go, you're imagining that you're shooting boom, boom. And all of a sudden you have this malfunction That's you, exactly it. and, and you, yep, and you can't exactly. set it up like, like, you know, putting two rounds on the magazine and being surprised by slide lock or going along and put a dummy round in it to where it just go, cl goes click like a lot of the other ones. How does, how does your device, um, help in this sense? Well, what the, what this, helps is that now 
now we're able to experience the type three. So when we set it up in the past manually, all we learned was half of the equation, which was lock, strip, rack, 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 insert, cycle. So we learned half of the process, which is clearing it. The other half is responding to it, identifying it instantly, taking the correct action in the middle of a gunfight instantly or in the middle of a training exercise instantly. So the idea is now we have the opportunity to learn what the type three feels like and differentiate it, learn to feel the difference between slide lock and type three. So on my website, I have the, what's called what I call the beginner drill. And that's where you load a magazine with a live round, a type three malfunction round and a live round. And you put that in your firearm. So what happens when you load that type three malfunction mag is on the first shot, boom, you get a type three. You get to feel it. You'll get to experience it. And then you can begin to do like we used to do in the past. You can begin to clear it. Lock, strip, rack, rack, rack. But in this case, we didn't have to set it up manually and we got to experience it. So going back to that type three mag with a live round, type three malfunction round and a live round. So if you just set that up, and I call it the beginner drill, but really I think that's a great drill even for advanced shooters to do just to slow down, boom, feel the type three, look and move, finger straight, look and move, clear it, reinsert, boom, fire that next round. Now you got a slide lock, perform an emergency reload and reload another type three mag. You can do that a couple times just for a warm up uh, when you go to the range and you're getting to work the type threes under live fire conditions actually shooting and so another unique thing about my product my invention is that it has the tapered rear end so uh, the reason that the rear end is tapered is because the early the early uh, model the first model that I prototyped or patented it, it just had a, a regular solid rear end just like a regular bullet and what I realized was it would Boom, it would replicate the Type 3, and I could lock, strip the magazine. But then the problem was that dummy round was still in the magazine, sticking halfway out. So my choices were either throw that mag on the ground, which we can do. We can always throw that mag on the ground. Or um, figure out a way to make it separate from the firearm. So that's how I put the tapered rear end on the Type 3 malfunction round, so that we can lock, strip, and let it separate from the firearm so that we can uh, train to retain in case that's our only mag. I mean, we can always decide to throw it on the ground and training if we want, but we have the option to retain. So and that's because of the tape rear end. So as we strip, it falls to the ground so we can rack, 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 reinsert and continue firing. So it's, it's, it's uh, my product is great for not only learning to feel the difference between the type three and slide lock, but it's also great for shooting drills. So you can be moving and shooting, get a type three and uh, clear it and reinsert and continue firing and moving. So it's great for that. Yeah. I, I can see a lot of ways to where I can put it into those drills where, you know, I've used dummy rounds before uh, to, to simulate certain things where I tell people, you know, load up three magazine, put three dummy rounds at varying, uh, round counts in each of the magazines and we'll go through the drill and every time something happens you have to 
perform the malfunction drill properly. And this would be similar type of thing to where you give it to them and you tell them, put, put in the guns. And then, okay, here, instead of a type one malfunction, you got a type three that you have to work through. What's, what's the construction of of these? Do I have to worry about these, uh, uh, type three rounds damage my firearm? No, that's part of the reason why they're constructed out of nylon. So they're, they're constructed of a, a nylon material that lasts roughly 500 shots before the end just starts getting beat up to the point where they stick in the chamber because the front end is oversized. It's made not to go in the chamber to simulate the double feed. But as they get beat up about 500 times by the slide, they will, the front end will get uh, beat down and, and eventually it will stick in the chamber. But uh, it just, just sticks in the, the tip the very tip of the round sticks in you just push it out with your finger but 500 shots is a long time you get so you get out of a five pack you can get 2500 type threes but yeah that's the, the nylon construction is to ensure that the gun will win that battle as that type three malfunction round is getting slammed into the chamber uh, breach face over and over and over we want to protect that internal steel and the other nice thing about the Type 3, uh, speaking of trainers and drills, is that if, if uh, for trainers, if you have, you know, the Type 3 malfunction round can be used, can, uh, even beginners can use it. So like the beginner drill on my website, if you have a line of beginners, you have them all load up, set up Type 3 mags. I, I call it a Type 3 mag where you put in a live round, a Type 3 malfunction round, and a live round. You can have your whole line of beginner shooters set up a Type 3 mag, and then they all, by the command, you know, command-driven, they all fire, and they all get a Type 3, and then they can all clear it, and then reinsert, and they can do all this by the command, and then they can fire again and have a slide lock. And then they can by the command to perform emergency reload. So it saves it saves time for trainers and the beginners. I think it's great that they're getting to practice the type three slowly, step by step in the beginning. Because like when I when I learned about the type three, I was just uh, taught that it was this terrible thing. Oh no, the type three, the mother of all malfunctions. It's like the worst problem you can possibly have. And so, and it is it is a problem, but it's it's. Uh, it's not that big of a problem. Hey, Steve. Yeah. It sounds, I mean, I think it, it sounds like a great product, but I'm concerned. I've got some older guns. I got some newer guns, you know, I got a Glock 48. Um, what kind of guns to, will this work in? Are there any that won't work in? Um, uh, I haven't found any guns that it won't work in. I've, uh, it, part of the testing and, the. Uh, I would say it won't work in revolvers. Well, yeah, type, you don't really have type one, two, and three in, re, in revolver. But yeah, okay. Exactly. Semi automatics. There you go. Yeah, but uh, uh, yeah, so part of the testing was shooting it through various guns, and that, and that was part of my development process. I actually went to the range on several occasions and rented every single gun and spent like half a day or more just shooting through every single gun, every 380, every nine mil, every 40, every 45. I've shot through over 50 guns multiple times in testing this to make sure that it worked in all firearms. So 
the first prototype that I made, for instance, was just, it didn't have the tapered rear end and the whole entire front end was enlarged. And the beautiful thing about me designing, developing, and patenting all at the same time is that not only uh, do I have a patent, but I have a patent that covers the full development from the very first prototype all the way to the final round that you see today. It's all covered. It's like all covered in the patent but uh, application. But um, the very first round, first prototype had no tapered rear end and the whole enlarged front the whole front end was enlarged the entire the entire front end so wow. very basic and what i found was that it wouldn't fit in a single stack magazine because the, fr- the front end was too wide yeah well that's what i was going to ask too if it was going to fit in my single stack you know 1911 45 or or in my 48 you know that are you know kind of single now, stack they aren't quite as wide no that's a good question the uh it will fit but now that's why that's why the enlarged portion today is vertical. It's so so you can you can fit it in single stack mags. In, in double stack mags, you can load it however you want. It doesn't matter. But in a single stack mag, it's only going to go in one way. That's with the enlarged portion vertically. Very 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 nice. You said there's uh, drills on your website. Um, how, how many drills are, are out there that instructors can look at and get ideas for incorporating in, in their classes? Right now on my website, I, I have three drills. I have the beginner drill, an intermediate drill, and an advanced drill. So the, the, the type three malfunction round can be used with from beginners all the way to military and law enforcement. So right now there's three out there. I plan on releasing more. Uh, another drill that I I thought of was uh, like setting up four blue barrels on a range in a diamond shape, like from the five yard line to the fifteen yard line, with multiple targets. So a person could be walking. This is an exercise for just walking and shooting and clearing malfunctions. So for this drill, you would start at the fifteen yard line and just walk in a circle around the blue barrels while shooting at multiple targets and this drill you'd have a rifle and you could load up some magazines to where you get a slide lock and you could load up some magazines to where you get a type three so for this drill i would walk around the blue barrels you got to walk and shoot and look where you're walking walk in a circle around the barrels and if i get a slide lock i would i could perform an emergency reload if i get a type three I can go to the holster and transition to the rifle. But the idea with this drill would be to keep walking and shooting. Just don't stop. Keep moving. So it's a good exercise just to practice all those skills of walking, moving, shooting, multiple targets, and transitioning. And, yeah, because typically you can perform an emergency reload faster than clearing a Type 3, obviously, a lot faster. So if you had a rifle... That could be another drill you could do. The drills are endless that can be done with it. So, well, I, th- I think this could definitely uh, be something that I'm going to put on my uh, list of something I need to add to my training uh, training tools for my students because it does uh, give me something that can give give them and uh, have them practice it without a whole lot of problem. I mean, doing the empty shell casing takes a little bit to explain how to do it, and it can't be in the middle of a stack like you were describing at all. So thank you for yeah, bringing this, think, bring this to everybody's attention today. 
You bet. Another great thing that can be done with the type three malfunction round is it's made to be used in live fire training, but it can also be used very effectively and simplifies dry fire practice. So you can take a magazine and load it up. There's five type three malfunction rounds in a five pack. A student in dry practice can load their mags with five type three malfunction rounds and they don't have to set it up. They can do five type three malfunction clearances in one minute. So if you load five of them in a magazine, you can just clear them back to back to back and it takes about one minute. And that's all you really need to do for your dry practice. That's a lot of reps. That's you neat. get five reps and you don't have to set it up five times. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, Steve, question we've been asking all our guests this year um, to give everybody an idea of the variety of books people are reading, but w- what kind of books are you reading these days? Uh, I haven't been reading too many books in the last, the last year, but, uh, the one book that I always like to read every morning is the Bible. Uh, I've been reading that every morning for about 10 years. It's a good book for uh, everybody to read. Sound advice. A lot of those chapters. It is. It is great advice. Well, Hey, now, you know, we've uh, hopefully we've piqued everybody's interest here, but where can our listeners and uh, fellow instructors find more out about Steve and the type three, um, devices you're selling? You can, you can see the drills and find out more instructions on how to use the product at, uh, type three malfunctionround.com. And the product is available right now at concealedcarry.com as well. Okay. And I will, as always, make sure our listeners have links in the show notes so they can go along and look that up. So very, very useful and uh, that would be really great. Absolutely. Well, hey, Steve, appreciate appreciate your time today. Uh, really great information yeah, thank you. bringing to everybody. Well, that's a wrap, everyone. And we have a few requests. Like and rate our podcast. Check out the other concealedcarry.com network podcasts also. Share this episode on Facebook and other social media and encourage others to listen and subscribe to it. If you have ideas for episodes, questions, or feedback, please email us at ftp at concealedcarry.com. Visit our sponsors, especially FTA Firearms Trainers Association at ftaprotect.com. Check out their instructor insurance. Remember, being an instructor means having good instructor coverage, both for you and your students. And remember to use promo code FTP10 for 10% off. Remember, we bring you this podcast to support the industry, the Second Amendment, and most importantly, every firearm instructor in America that dedicates time and energy to making gun owners more knowledgeable. Try this product out, everyone, and stay safe. Concealed Carry Inc. and ConcealedCarry.com strives to share helpful information and education about gun-related topics, training tips, and other things that may potentially have legal implications for its listeners. The information contained in this podcast is intended in good faith, but it is important to understand that laws vary from place to place, and we encourage listeners to seek local legal advice to understand laws that apply to them. Nothing in this podcast should be misconstrued as legal advice or counsel.